Hello, this is Robert. Welcome to my podcast. Who would you say has influenced you the most in your life? Who did you learn from? Who shaped your way of being and who inspired how you want to make a positive difference in this world of ours? For Dr. Alex Tressler, who's completing a fellowship in palliative care, that person for him was his grandfather, a veteran of the Second World War and a physician himself who modeled for Alex what it feels like to be a physician and blessed him on his journey into medical school in his footsteps. His grandfather's legacy of gentle wisdom and kindness guides Alex's approach to caring for others and guides his approach to living his life every single day. Alex kindly sat down with me recently and shared some details about what his relationship with his grandfather feels like for him and why it matters. Here are some excerpts from our conversation. I'm an only child and uh, my mother is a single parent and uh, that meant that I spent a lot of time with my grandparents in St. Thomas, Ontario. And my grandfather was one of a handful of physicians in St. Thomas, um, which is about 10 minutes outside of London, Ontario. Um, but it's fairly small town feel uh, and in his time when he was practicing medicine, uh, he did everything. So he you know, was a family doctor by training, but also a surgeon by training. And so he did a lot of operations, especially in his early career. But throughout his career, he did every possible discipline of medicine. He was, you know, dabbled in anesthesia, obstetrics, gynecology, um, geriatrics. He was the coroner for a few years. Um, he did a lot of family medicine, a lot of surgery, like I said, and really just kind of that old-timey doctor that did a little bit of everything and was just sort of a pillar of the community. Everyone knew my grandfather, would always stop him every 10 feet. I can remember as a kid walking around St. Thomas, I was really frustrated when I was a younger child because we couldn't get anywhere quickly. It was always every person would stop my grandfather on the street and have a conversation. Uh, oh, Dr. Graham, you know, do you remember me? Like, you delivered my ex or you, deli- you know, you did this or whatever. And, and I, you know, I remember as a kid being annoyed by that. But now looking back at it, I'm quite proud of that and that that was such an amazing thing that I didn't recognize at the time. And In fact, that's really the story of my grandfather uh, on the whole is that he was such an amazing person. I didn't really appreciate that until um, at the very end of his life. Uh, and uh, I essentially grew up and with my summers in St. Thomas, spending as much time with my grandparents as I could, and they were quite interesting people. My grandfather uh, flew Spitfires in World War II, and uh, he flew 98 combat missions. Um, didn't speak of it much, actually, uh, only to say that uh, he had three crashes, the last of which um, resulted in seven fractured vertebral bodies, and he was very lucky that a, a neurosurgeon from America happened to be in England before America was formally involved in World War II. Um, this neurosurgeon just happened to be in the right place at the right time to fuse my grandfather's back back together again. And uh, in the war, he spent nine months in the hospital recovering from that surgery. And towards the end of that recovery period, he was able to wheel himself down the hallway in his wheelchair and um, help dress the wounds of burned soldiers and pilots and the, and the like in that hospital. So. He came to medicine very honestly, just kind of falling in love with the process of helping other people and, and dressing wounds and all that. And so when he got home, thankfully he was whole and was able to walk and, and all that, um, able to live a full life. He uh, went to medical school at Western, class of 1950, and uh, at the time he had three young children, eventually four, and 
he practiced medicine for 42 years. One of the places he took me was the, uh, the hospital. Uh, they actually had some, I don't know, very small scrubs. I don't know if they were, you know, women's size small or if they were pediatric design scrubs, but whatever they were, I can remember him dressing me up in scrubs and walking around with my grandfather in scrubs at the hospital. And all I remember is the nurses were, were crazy about that. They thought that was the funniest thing. And, uh, yeah, I did that uh, probably a, a few times. I don't remember how many times, but I must have been five or six years old. Kids get into a pattern of getting obsessive about one thing or another. I think I was drinking way too much tea or whatever. My grandfather gave me a big lecture on how that was hard on the stomach, and he probably pulled out an enormous piece of uh, paper, the like the flip chart size, you know, the four foot by three foot enormous piece of paper, and sketched the entire digestive tract out for me because he was a surgeon, so that came easily to him to, to draw sketches of anatomy and and physiology things and. Uh, he did that a lot in my childhood. He, he did a lot of sketches and a lot of explaining of medicine concepts. That's the kind of environment that I grew up in in my summers, so I fell in love with medicine sort of by osmosis. Throughout medical school, I, I used to come home whenever I could, and I'd show him my work and show him my textbooks and share that journey with him as much as I could, and he found it fascinating to see how much things had changed from his day to my day. Um, and then um, my grandfather... Um, knew that I was applying for residency, and I, uh, I got the letter saying I was accepted five days before my grandfather passed away. So I, I did manage to get that information to him, and he was extremely happy for me. He, uh, I think he said, uh, well, now you're on your way. And, uh, and he died five days later, so, yeah. You know, I think it's something that I do very well, and I, I, I find a lot of pleasure in, in taking sort of complicated medical concepts and breaking it down into little bite-sized pieces for people. And I think my patients respond to that immediately. I, I've heard it again and again and again. You know, you came into the room, you sat down, you didn't rush us, we didn't feel rushed. Um, you were kind, and you took the time to explain what's actually going on. And you made things simple to understand, easy to understand, and now I feel like I can make the right decisions for my mother or I can make the right decisions for my father. And so that piece of palliative care is something that really excites me because it, it feels like I'm making an immediate benefit for people that's tangible um, and it feels like I'm actually doing good on a day-to-day -day basis and then I actually accomplish something. It's kind of how I approach every aspect of my life really is, you know, what would what would be the right thing to do? What would my grandfather do? You know? Thanks for listening. Please feel free to share your comments and feelings about this podcast with me on robertmundle.com. And I'll be back next time with a new episode of What It Feels Like and Why It Matters.